0: thank you, thank you, um, let's <clears throat> give you some insight, uh, this is the last Sunday of the year. Anybody excited about that? <clears throat> uh, Pastor Doug likes to set me up. He's like, yeah, you're preaching on the last Sunday of the year so makes me dig in the word to hear what God is saying for the next year. Amen. Um, uh, give you some insight on last day's voice ministries, which is the ministry my wife and I uh, started and I've been doing for about 18 years. We are booked for next year. Totally booked for next year. Um. And don't worry, we'll be here at least two weeks out of every month <laughs> to be here. But uh, just to give you some insight, we'll be in. So we have Puerto Rico, um, Guatemala, Panama, and then we are going to South Africa. Me and Ryan Bastris are going to be in South Africa doing several conferences. Uh, so in your neck of the woods, your neck of the woods rifle and so we're we're going to be heading off from there then I'll be coming back my wife and I will be hitting up Kenya again all ministry this time and of course my girls and then we're heading we're also heading off to we have Peru hmm amen Brazil come on Jesus Nigeria yeah come on Jesus and also Argentina and then Mexico at the end of the year so this is what's going on and we're totally Book. They've been calling me from Venezuela also, so we're going to try to fit them in and just head out there um, to preach and teach the word. And most of this is focused, uh, a lot of it is focused on leadership for some reason. God has had us into this, just diving into leadership, amen? And uh, just some heads up, we're also going to be diving into leadership here in Harvest Renewal for 2019, so get ready for that. All right. It's the year of expansion. Amen? Now, I do have a scripture that uh, God gave me, but the, the, the name of this, I believe uh, a lot of people like to title the new year, you know, and we, we title it with something. But this is what the Lord pressed on my spirit, and this has been like for a month now. He was like, it's going to be a year of refocus, refreshing, and renewal. So refocus, refresh, Renew. And so I had to, had to dig in and say, okay, God, what do you mean by this? So this past year has been a year of pressing for many people. There's been distractions, attack, and glory all at the same time. It's kind of confusing. It was a time of pressing in with faith, a time of rising, a time of straightening everything crooked. I did preach that the number 18 was talking about the woman 18 years who had been crooked. And it was the church that God showed me. And God was straightening her up so she can see his face and not her feet, not his feet. Sorry. So she can see his face and not his feet anymore. So that's what God was telling me is no longer looking at my feet, now looking at my face. And during that time of looking at his face, it was going to be a time of pressing, a time of exposure where things will be revealed about people and systems and also about ourselves. So God was testing our hearts at the same time because, you know, as people, as, as things got exposed, our hearts were also exposed in the midst of that season. So it was also a time of loosing and releasing things and releasing people. Amen. Remember Jesus looked at that woman. He said, woman thou art loosed. You have been freed. And so it was time of releasing things, releasing people. And, 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 and this is just the time. 2018 was a time of doing that. And so as you, as you look at 2018, don't just look at the battles. Because the battles were part of forming us, but don't just look at the things that happen and that try to oppress or put us in depression. But look at the things that God taught us through it and bring up our faith and the pressing in that it took for us to get to 2019. Now is the time of expansion. God said, he told me literally, he said, a lot of people have been focused on the battle and not on me. You see, when we focus on the God of the battle, we get victory, and we tend to walk through victory. But when we focus on the battle, we tend to fight a whole lot longer than what we were intended to in the first place. So it's time to focus on God and to refocus on what God called us to do. It's a refocus time. So, you know, in, 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 when you refocus, you put your focus now back on the prize, Back on the goal. Back on what God called you to do. Back on what the intention was in the first place. Back on the one who intended you to do it in the first place. Amen? The author and the finisher of your faith is Jesus. So it's a refocusing time. Okay? And then there's a refreshing time. It's a refreshing time, which means this is time to get under his presence, to get into his presence, to press in. And not just get halfway in the water, but just let the water come all the way through and just get refreshed. Refresh yourself in his presence. Get to know God's love again. Get to know his presence again and how joyful it is to be in that presence. Amen? That's the refreshing part. The other part is renewal. Amen. There's a renewing now. There's a renewing that happens. Amen. As you get refreshed, as you're refocusing, God is renewing your strength. He is renewing your mind. He is renewing who you are. But as you're doing it, you're also renewing some things. You're getting out of some old mindsets, some old paradigms. You're moving into some uh, different uh, qualities of things. And your capacity now is more able to receive more from God because now you're seeing things differently. Your perspective is changing. There's a renewal happening. I can feel the Holy Ghost as I say this because there's something going on inside of you so as it's going on and as you're refreshing as you're refocusing there's a renewal happening and you're no longer trying to struggle and and pastor rifle doesn't have to come up here and keep hitting you renew your mind renew your mind renew your mind now you just come up to pastor rifle and say you know what i got it you know why because there's a renewal happening It's a renewing of now you're getting it. You're saying, oh, I don't have to do it in my own works. It's by his spirit. And the more I submit to the spirit, the more I allow Holy Spirit to come back into my life and to begin to refresh me, the more I begin to renew my mind in the spirit. So now there's a question that comes up. And so as you get this this in your spirit today, I want us to go to the book of Isaiah Book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Isaiah 40. And um, I have in two versions here. I have the New King James Version. So it's uh, have you not known? It's a question. Very good question. Have you not known? Have you not heard? It's another good question. Have you not known? Okay. And have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord and the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. (laughs) His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Go to the next one. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I'm going to go to the message version. This is what it says in the message. Don't you know anything? (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you been listening? (laughs) God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out. He doesn't pause to catch his breath. He knows everything, inside and out. He energizes those who get tired, gives fresh strength to dropouts. (laughs) So if you dropped out in the middle of the race, don't worry, God's giving new strength. For even young people tire and drop out, young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. Amen. That's good, isn't it? Come on, Jesus. Jesus. Now, I want to talk a little bit about this morning, about the eagle's characteristics. Why was an eagle used in this scripture? And why in in, in some verses that I found, the eagle is used in the scripture. And and I began to just study about the eagle, and I I don't know how many know about me. I love eagles. (laughs) I have eagles everywhere (laughs) everywhere. In my house, I love eagles, all right? I, they fascinate me. They're just a fascinating creature in itself. I can stare at it all day. If, if I see a live one, I can stare at it all day because they're just fascinating creatures. One of the things I begin to understand about uh, eagles' characteristics, number one, they don't fellowship with everybody. The only time they fellowship or the only time they flock together Is for food. (laughs) So the first step here is fellowship to grow in the word. I think at Harvest, we've done very well at fellowship. Maybe to go hang out, to eat, to do something, you know, nice, you know, stuff like that. But I believe that God is calling us now to fellowship so we can eat the word. So we can get together and grow together. Get together and, and and mold each other. Get together and, and 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 just talk to each other about the greatness of God within each other and to begin to pull out different things within each other and the giftings and the different things as we begin to come together. God will begin to show us, you know, this is not uncommon for the Christian church in the in the early church in Acts chapter two, verse 42. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in breaking of bread and in prayers. So they weren't only eating together. They were praying together. They were were engaging in the word together. They were understanding the word more. They were getting revelation more. They were just getting together just so they can not only fellowship and eat. But how about we fellowship and eat and get together. And then now there's a prayer service afterwards while we engage the presence of God. So like that we all can grow together. That. That is 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 the eagle characteristic. Is that when they would come, they show up and mix with other birds only when they got something to eat. Then they take off. You know, they don't usually flock together, but when they do flock together, it's because food is involved. It's because it's going to nurture not only them but their young. It's going to nurture what they have in their lives. Amen. So I think 2019 will be great that we don't just fellowship to hang out, but that we fellowship so we can nurture one another. And So you can see that fellowship is, of course, of God. First John 1, 3, it says that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. The fellowship that we have should be engaged in the spirit at the same time we're engaging each other and we're engaging God the father God the son and God Holy Spirit all at the same time the next characteristic I see is that the eagle is fearless so number two be fearless amen the eagle okay will never surrender no matter your size or strength and no matter the size and strength of the prey, it will always give a fight to win its prey or regain its territory. It goes over and watches. Listen, it watches from afar. Okay. And anytime something is trying to, to, to take over its territory, no matter what, it'll keep holding on. You have to think of yourself as fearless. Fearless. Because your instinct is to protect the ones you love and cherish. But also to be successful in what God has called you to be. You have to be fearless. You have to be bold. You have to be the ones that stand up for what you believe in. But also stand up for what God says you are. Amen. You do not give in to the enemy. You do not give in to the things that the enemy brings. Because God has called us to be fearless. God has called you to be fearless. Joshua 1 9 says, have not I commanded you be strong and be of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be you dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We have to start walking with the boldness knowing that we have a true and mighty God with us wherever we go. This fearlessness will only come when we decide to submit to the Holy Spirit. You see, it says in the book of Acts that when they were praying, the Bible says that they were shaken, everything was shaken in Acts 4:30. It was shaken, and then the spirit of boldness came upon them, and they went and preached the gospel without fear. And so when that when that fearlessness comes upon us, we'll begin to get. This in our spirit and we'll begin to say, you know what? I'm bold because I know who my God is and I know who my daddy is and I know who I am. It is a confidence. Second Timothy 1 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. So when we walk fearlessly, we will begin to see that God is placing something within us. He has placed Something within us. I'll rephrase that. He has placed something within us to be fearless about. Amen. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I will preach the gospel. So the next thing is have vision. The vision of the eagle is extraordinary. Eagles can see a long distance. They can see the prey or the enemy from a long distance. Eagles have strong vision. They identify what is coming and they focus on it and they get what they're looking for. At the same time, the eagle can also see its enemy from afar. So if there's such thing as snakes or anything trying to sneak into its, 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 its nest, it's steal its eggs or kill its young they will see it from afar before it even gets into the nest Well, God is not only calling us to have vision for what we're going to see into the future as a prophetic church we're very apt in seeing things going on in the future but God is calling us also to see when the enemy is trying to get into the nest and kill the young so we can stand firm and say, oh, no, you don't. Not in here. Uh-uh. No, no, no. No, you will not bring that. No, you will not bring that. No, you will not. In Jesus' name. That we can have vision and have a tendency and an ability to be able to see these things. The strong vision of the eagles keeps the enemies away. They're an attentive bird. They're paying attention that we will be those who are interceding prophetically and paying attention to what's going on in the spiritual realm. They can also spot another eagle soaring from 50 miles away. Can you believe that? You ought to be able to spot other eagles You ought to be able to spot other eagles. In Romans 8, it says that the spirit gives utterance or gives us testimony of who are the sons of God. We ought to be able to spot other eagles. <laughs> Vision is a successful leadership skill, but also a characteristic that should be in every Christian I'll give you an example. Abraham Lincoln, who was our 16th president here in the United States, guided this country through the most devastating experience in its national history. It was the Civil War. But he had vision to save the Union and free the slaves. He is considered by many historians to have been the greatest American president. Everyone must have a vision that guides and leads its teams and every every single person, your disciples, people around you, your family. The vision must be big, focused, and must be focused on producing big results. So I, I come to give you this. Stop thinking small you don't serve a small god he is the controller of all the universe he created everything every galaxy and new galaxy they found he created it the expansion of his understanding that's why the, that's why here in the scripture when it says that there is no searching of his understanding because it is massive we don't serve a small god proverbs 29:18 says where there is no vision the people perish For he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Or he that keepeth the word of God, he is happy. There has to be vision. And you have to learn how to grab on to a vision. How when a vision comes out from either Pastor Doug or any one of the pastors here, and the vision is for this house, we grab on to that vision and we say we can make that vision happen. That it's not just... Just a prophetic word that falls to the ground, but it is something that we grab onto, we attain, we break forward, and we say, "Yes, we're going to take this vision onwards." And not only are you involved in the vision, but you can see the vision. Say with me, vision. There's another characteristic of of this eagles. Eagles, I love eagles. They do not eat dead things. So if it's already dead, they don't touch it. Go to the next point. Don't dwell in the past. Eagles never consume dead things. The only birds that I know that consume dead things, several birds, there's crows, but there's vultures. And they eat anything dead, stinking and dead. Are you a vulture or are you an eagle? Because I don't dwell in the past. The past is the past. Philippians 3.13 says, I count not myself to be apprehended everything, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, I'm not eating dead things. I'm not sitting around dwelling in the past. Katie Sousa says, that's you dwelling in the tombs. We are not to be dwelling in the tombs. We're not to be dwelling in our past and dwelling in things that happened to us. That's how the root of bitterness can be formed inside of your heart if you're dwelling in the past. It's no longer dwelling in the past. Forget what happened in 2018. It happened. It happened for a reason. God was building you up and building you up and building you up so you can move into something new. Leave it behind. Move forward and begin to grow strength in the Lord. Come on now. You know, one of my favorite teachers, Miles Monroe, said this. He said, an eagle doesn't mingle around with pigeons. He said, pigeons scavenge the ground and, and grumble and complain all day long all day long. Eagles are not, they fly, they make less noise, waiting for opportunities to strike their next prey. And then, guess what? They glide, okay? They glide through the wind. Great Christians are problem solvers. They don't complain like pigeons do. They love to take challenges on, and they soar through the wind, which goes to my next point. Sail in the storm. He forgot the storm there. (laughs) Eagles love the storm. Eagles are the only birds that love the storm. When all other birds are trying to flee, the eagle stays and flies into the storm and allows the wind to rise them higher. Oh, my goodness. While you thought that the storm and the challenge was there to hurt you and you were rebuking the enemy, it was God all along blowing the wind so you can rise above the things that are trying to challenge you. So you can get closer to God. So your eyesight can get even better. So you can begin to see things from his point of view, his perspective. So while you're sitting there complaining about the storm, pull out your wings baby and let the storm take you. Any challenge that we face, we must face and rise above it. She takes up the challenges, the eagle does, head on without running away from it. We have to take on challenges. And I'll go ahead and share this story. Listen to this. When the disciples had went with Jesus in Luke 8, this is funny. Jesus said, let's go to the other side, and the disciples are laying in the boat, and all of a sudden, the strong winds came. Wind is normal, so the winds come, but then now, the the, the waves start moving with the winds also, and now, there's a lot of water coming on the boat, and now, they get scared, and Jesus is just sitting there, and he's, he's knocked out. He's not moving. But I mean the boat is shaking, the boat is shaking, the boat is shaking, the wind is blowing it, the wind is blowing it. There's so much stuff going on, and these guys are going crazy. As fishermen, at this point in time, they know they're about to sink, Because that is their thought process. That's their perspective. Their perspective is is that the wind and the storm is always going to sink them. But as they begin to wake up Jesus and they said, Lord, awaken, we're going to die. Jesus woke up. and The first thing he asked them is said, where's your your faith? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered and said to one another, what kind of man is this? And Jesus, all he did was get up and he looked at the winds. And the word rebuke there means he entreated the wind and he just said, calm down, be still. Be still. You're scaring the children. Be still. you you." you. If you read the Psalms, it says, for he commanded and raises the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves thereof. It's God who commands the wind. And when they even asked and said, who is this man that even the winds he commands? Who says the wind were not obeying his voice in the first place? Who said when he said, let's go to the other side, the winds didn't raise up and said, let's push them there so they can get faster. They just got scared of the wind instead of for sailing in the wind and letting the wind take them to where they needed to go quicker. So here's the thing that I want to challenge us is, is that when, when we begin to see strong winds, instead of for, instead of for getting all worried about it, soar in it. Let God take you to the next level. <laughs> Don't sit there and say, oh, man, this is going to be terrible. Oh, man. I can tell you how many people come to me for prayer. Oh, you got to pray for me. What? I'm going through a serious battle. Well, praise God. Two of us agree. I, I, I can't pray for you. I have to pray with you. If two of us agree, then I'll give you, that we can give enough courage so you know what to do in the middle of this storm. So my next point is be more discerning. The eagle tests before trusting. The female eagle during courtship always takes a male eagle into the air after picking up a twig from the ground and dropping it from a certain height for the male to chase it. <laughs> y'all women ought to hear Some of y'all single women are like, hmm, sounds like something I can do. And she'll fly to a higher altitude and throw it down again to see if he'll catch it. She wants to see if she can trust him enough to catch one of the eagles or one of the eaglings that are falling down. If she can trust him to be a father figure. If she can trust him to be a husband And once they hook up together, listen to this, the father and mother eagle mate for life. They work together as parents. We need to be more discerning. Don't be like Isaac at the end of his days and he only felt the hair and didn't hear the voice. Genesis 27, you could see that he discerned him not, the Bible says, because his hands were hairy as his brother. So he blessed him. Now, of course, we know that was all a setup from God. But either way, this gives us a good opportunity to understand how we're not to be just feelers. But also hearers, and doers, and be engaged with God enough to know that it's not only from the feeling that we get. You see, we cannot just be soulish Christians. <laughs> and just get a Shaba baba and shake it up and ha 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 and hallelujah. That's all good. And I love that stuff. But also, we have to be ones that not only feel, but we have to be the ones that hear, engage, and say yes. And move into it with more discernment. Matthew 16 Jesus rebuked the Pharisees. Why? Because he said that they were able to discern the skies, but did not, were not able to discern the signs of the times. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 2019, I want us to get more discernment. Start walking like spiritual TSA agents. We don't have to be judgmental. You don't have to be condemning. You don't have to be. You can walk full with grace and still have discernment. You can walk full with mercy and still have discernment. The only thing now, your discernment is engaging now to reconciliation and engaging now to bringing people out and bringing people in. Amen? But we can walk and talk with discernment. The next one, number seven. I love this one. The eagles are known for their aggression. They're known that they are absolutely ferocious when they want to get something. (laughs) More astonishing about this is that Research has shown that no member of the bird family is more gentle and attentive to its young ones than the eagles. So even as aggressive as they are towards prey and towards, towards enemies, they are very gentle to their eaglings, to their small, young. Listen to this. When an eaglet is falling and she's teaching them how to fly, she dives down and grabs it if it doesn't, if it doesn't get its wings and its sword, if, it if it doesn't learn to fly yet. So attentive, will not let one drop. And you could look at the pastor and see the, the pastoral role in that. You could see how the pastoral role plays in that. But also, you can see how when we begin to have that same attentiveness for people around us. So she is ferocious, she's aggressive. So here's what I want to say to you. Go for your dreams tenaciously. Go for it with aggression, but at the same time, be attentive to the people around you. Be sensitive enough to know what's going on, but also be aggressive enough to take on the things that God has called you to take on. Jesus said this, and this is a very confusing scripture for many, but he said, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. That word force there is the word to mean to to come forward with aggression, tenaciously, tenaciously. Not let anything stop you. Not to let any obstacles. You see an obstacle, you climb over it. You get into the next realm and you begin to move in the aggression that God has given you against the enemy. And not against your brother or your sister, but against the things that are trying to come up against your brother and sister. And now the ferociousness is turned, not on another person, but now it's turned on the enemy himself. And when the enemy sees you, they say, whoa, hold on. Are you aggressive enough to grab on to the things that God has called you to? Because everything that God gives you, everything that God has given you, there's going to be a fight for it. Because the enemy does not want you to engage in it because he knows how powerful you are if you do. So you're going to have to engage in warfare and you're going to have to be ferocious and you're going to have to be tenacious and you're going to have to have audacity to stand up and say, you know what, I will not allow the enemy to take over. I will not allow the enemy to take my dreams, to take my my, my standing and where I'm at. I know what I'm called to do. I know who I am and I'm going to stand up. 2019 will be my year. Come on now. They never stop or give up during challenges. The next one. Number 8. It is time to disciple others. You know the great commission in different versions. Jesus said, Matthew 28:19, "Go therefore and make disciples." You know eagles train their children to maturity. Eagles are always building nests on high places where the enemies cannot easily reach. A male eagle will pick up thorns and put them on the outside outer shell layer of the nest. <laughs> But on the inside, it's layered with soft twigs and soft grass. Just so the enemy does not come in and engage. And take one of the young. It is time that we start discipling. I'm giving a challenge to Harvest Renewal Church believers, people who have been here. I don't care if you've been here two years, one year, but I'm challenging you to find someone to disciple. Find someone to impart what you're learning here. Find someone you can give to and give them the Word of God. Find someone you can bring to be discipled. Find someone you can engage in the Word of God with. Find someone you can start teaching and bringing to the place of understanding. Finally, number nine. Learn to rest and be renewed. Learn to rest and be renewed. You know, sometimes you can find a pastor and you'll say he's standoffish. If he's he's not engaging with you on a certain day, maybe that's the day he rests. You know, on Tuesdays, we like to rest. And we take Tuesdays very seriously because it's a time of renewal. It's a time of wusa. <laughs> you know, here, here it is. The eagles at one point lose their feathers. When the eagles get older and weak because of worn out feathers, they slow down the flight speed and maneuvers and they retire. Listen to this. This happens about the age of 30 for every eagle. Their physical body and condition begins to t- deteriorate fast if they don't have their feathers. And during this different of five-month period, goes on through a metamorphosis. Listen to this. It even plucks up and bangs its beak up against the rock, plucks out its talons and its feathers. Each stage produces a regrowth of the removed body part, allowing the ego to live another 30 to 40 years. There are times in your life that you must look back and take stock of your life. The good, the bad, the ugly. Are you keeping in trend with the current current knowledge? Or do you need to improve on your certain areas in your life as a leader or as, as a Christian or as a person? The checks and balances happen. And this is the time to rest and be renewed. Some of you have been flying so long you're not maneuvering the same way. You're not doing the same things you used to do. You don't have the same passion you used to have before. You used to want to engage in certain things, and now you don't even want to do it. You've lost the muster. You've lost everything within you. This is time to regain, renew. This is where the Bible is talking about, that those who wait, Upon the Lord shall renew their strength. This is where the prophet, I believe, was getting into. Because even in Psalms 103.5, it says, he satisfies my mouth with good things, so my youth is renewed like the eagles. There's a time to just sit and hear the word of God. There's a time to just let the word of God come over you. And as you do that, your wings begin to now get new feathers. (laughs) You got a new passion. You got new life. Something new is within you. Hebrews 4, 10 and 11 says, for he that is entered into rest, he also sees from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. And it's not talking about a physical labor. It's talking about us actually engaging in rest and saying, you know what? I'm going to rest. I'm going to allow God to renew me. I'm going to allow God to bring back. I'm I'm growing back my feathers now. I decree that in 2019, your feathers are growing back in full muster. You are getting the strength you need in 2019. You are becoming what God called you to be in 2019. You are gaining back your passion. You are gaining back your love. You are gaining back everything that you had for your dreams is coming back. The enemy thought that you were losing your maneuvers and losing this. He thought you were going to die. He thought you were down and out. He thought you had nothing. He thought because your feathers fell off that you were sitting there and not engaging. But it's because you were waiting upon God. And I decreeing over you right now that your feathers are growing back. HRC's feathers are growing back. We're climbing high and we're going for it. Stand to your feet. Look at your neighbor and say, my feathers are growing back. (laughs) Every feather you lost in 2018 is growing back stronger. Everything that you lost in 2018 is coming back stronger. Everything that you thought was taking you down is actually lifting you up. Every wind that the enemy thought that he was blowing towards your direction, it was actually God engaging for you to get higher in him. And I am confessing right now that even in my life, as God began to teach me in 2018, there was a lot of depression, a lot of stuff coming upon me. But I begin to understand that this was not for me to stay down. It was for me to get up. It was for me to move. It was for me to get stronger. It was for me to have more strength and more power and more anointing and more, 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 more. That's what I'm confessing. You can clap at that if you want. <clears throat> Do not be afraid to get excited about what you're hearing. While the enemy thought he had you down. You see, this is, this is a setup. This is a setup from God. And here in HRC during 2018, we were attacked so much financially in different areas, different areas. But the Lord told me and said, this is a refocused time. This is a time of refreshing and a time of renewal. What that means is that our wings are getting stronger. What that means is that we're going to fly a whole lot longer and we're going to sail a whole lot higher. We're going to do a whole lot more things. This is the time of engaging. This is the year of expansion. So let me finish it off with the eagle. You know what they do after they renew? The first thing that they do is like now there's a whole lot more feathers, they're a whole lot stronger. The first thing that they do is they expand their wings. And I don't know if you've ever seen a full-grown eagle with its wings expanded. They're huge. It expands its wings. This is time of expansion. God was telling me, he said, tell my people, spread spread your wings. Spread your wings. Spread your wings. This is time to fly. We sat there for a long time, letting the enemy, letting things come out. But the enemy thought, like Joseph said, what the enemy thought he was using for evil, God used it for good. You see, the enemy thought that he had us down and out because we were featherless. And we were just sitting on the rock. What he didn't know is that every time we were moving and engaging in something, new feathers were growing. New strength was growing. Something was being renewed. Something was being refreshed. Something new. Our beaks are getting stronger. Our vision is stronger. Our wings are more larger. And we're ready to fly. Come on now. Are you ready to fly? I'm spreading my wings and I'm taking it on this year. I'm taking it on this year. I'm taking it on this year. You're writing that book this year. You're, you're engaging this year. You're doing more ministry this year. You're, 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 you're moving more this year. You're, you're beginning to see more this year. You're beginning to do more this year. That's who we are. Well, now, we'll run and not grow weary. We'll walk and not faint. As we have renewed our strength. I am renewed. I have refocused. I have refreshed. And I am renewed. How many can testify that that will be your year for 2019? How many can testify this morning? Some of us have lost passion, passion for what we wanted to do, passion for the ministry that God called us into. I'm decreeing this afternoon that we are regaining passion, that we are renewing our passion. I want to call you up front up here this afternoon so we can pray together and close out this year as a church, as a body, decreeing that we will see what God has said. You know, we currently moved our church office. We downsized just so we can engage in the next step and direction of God. We're believing God for a bigger facility. And I know a lot of you are very comfortable in these chairs. Don't worry, we'll take them with us. Put your name on it if you want it. But God has something bigger. You're saying, what, what, what is my role there? All of you have a role in pushing this to where God needs to be. Because if we're going to see awakening in Richmond, We need to have a facility big enough to bring in the people, to bring in what God says, to do what God says to do in this city. So I want you to also engage in that in your mind and say, God, this is possible. And you see where the enemy was attacking our finances. (laughs) The Lord says, don't worry. That was me renewing your feathers. Because God never depended on man's finances in the first place. There is no government shutdown in the kingdom. There is no fighting between two parties in the kingdom. It's just the kingdom of God. It's one God. God the Father, God the Son, God Holy Spirit. That's it. What He says goes. And when he says, I own the cattle on a thousand hills, we got to believe that. When he says, I will give abundance, we got to believe that. When he says, those who sacrifice now shall receive not only 60, but 30, but some 100 fold, we have to believe that. We have to start believing. This is a time of renewal, this is a time of refreshing. This is a time of refocus. The enemy used a lot of distractions in 2018. We have decided as a church not to be distracted anymore. It's okay if you don't like me. I'm good with that. Jesus said, if they hated me, they'll hate you too. So I'm good with that. If I can join ranks with Jesus, I'm good. Amen. But this is not about our feelings and our emotional basis. This is about who God is. And I'm all about putting Jesus forefront and about Him being the center of everything we do. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So if that's you this morning, I want you to come up here this morning or this afternoon and I want you to come up and let's join our faith for 2019. If you say my wings... another thing before we even do this prayer if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus I'm not going to have you do anything that's going to embarrass you I just want you to say yeah that's me and just bow your head with me right now Because the introduction to Jesus is so easy that it doesn't take a long, outweighed prayer and neither does it take any religious practice. So if that's you, you just bow your head, close your eyes and say with me, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness and make me your child. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you did that prayer, you're saved. Once this service is over, then you can approach one of us leaders and get more prayer and give your name and we can engage with you. But right now, as the body of Christ, as this local body, Harvest Renewal Church <clears throat> you know while you're renewing and waiting upon the Lord you're not just sitting there you saw all the things that the eagle was doing he was, he, was, he was engaging in things and I believe that engagement has to do with intercessory warfare Has to do with declarations, has to do with prophetic declarations over our lives. So this morning, I want us to lift up our voice. The first thing we're going to do is is we're going to begin to engage in warfare. And that is what I call putting the thorns around the nest. That the enemy has no foothold in 2019 in this ministry that the enemy has no foothold to attack our leaders to attack our people in 2019 so lift up your voice right now and you know when you're engaging in warfare you know you don't just 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 pity pat with the devil you get up there get up in his face you let him know who the boss is Jesus is our boss. He's our boss, and he's his boss. The only thing, he doesn't get a salary. Come on, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Father, we build a hedge right now around our leaders, around this ministry, In Jesus' name. Come on. Warriors, rise up. Warriors, rise up. Warriors, rise up. Warriors, rise up. The enemy no longer can engage close enough to attack we form a hedge we say like the Lord said in the prophet we put fire around the city a wall of fire around our leadership, a wall of fire around this ministry, a wall of fire around the finances, a wall of fire around the employees, a wall of fire around this place. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we decree that the enemy has no foothold. We decree that division has no foothold. We decree, oh God, that, that all of this stuff has no foothold. God, confusion has no foothold. Condemnation has no foothold. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Sickness has no foothold. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Depression has no foothold. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I feel the anointing. I feel the presence of God. I can feel how the nest is getting formed. How God is placing a place of rest for you. Expansion, 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 expansion. Oh, no weapon formed against us in 2018 prospered. corre no weapon formed against us, every tongue that rose up against is condemned by the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. We thank you that the nest is getting bigger. <laughs> we thank you that there are more eaglets. <laughs> We thank you, Lord, for the expansion. We thank you that where the enemy thought that it was getting weak, that we are strong in you. Where we are weak, we are strong in you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want us to engage in prophetic declarations. Engage in prophetic declaration over this house <laughs> over this ministry, over your life. if you could find somebody too, once we do the house and the ministry, you could find somebody to do a prophetic declaration over their lives, that'll be great. Because I just feel as though that as we move into this next dimension, we have to be encouraged. We have to have the strength and the strength comes from when we're encouraged. We have to encourage ourselves to so lord right now we decree and declare in this house this house is a place of refuge but it is also a place of strength and of growth This house is a place of anointing, a place of healing, a place of of understanding and wisdom. This house of God is a place of God where people can come and reach you. Lord, this house is a place of your anointing where we cater to your presence, where we cater to your presence, where we cater to your majesty, where we cater to your throne room, where we cater to Holy Spirit. We will not apologize for being free in the spirit. because where the Spirit is, there is liberty. We thank you for liberty in the spirit. We thank you for liberty in the spirit. We thank you Lord for this house. We thank you for Pastor Doug and Cindy Lord. We thank you for their hearts of oh God. Parents, their parents heart of oh God. That they have eagles hearts of oh God. And Lord we thank you that you are renewing their strength. Uh, that you are bringing to uh, God new wings. Uh, new expansion God. We thank you Lord of oh God that as you begin to give them new strength you're refreshing them. We knew anointing, new revelation, new vision, new 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 renew therefore you're doing a new thing in their hearts a new thing in this house, a new thing over our people. Lord right now we confess over every leader of God and you are bringing about new strength uh, new leaders are emerging uh, new leaders are rising up uh, for every leader of God that falls you're raising up five so we thank you Lord for the anointing of God. new leaders are emerging now I want you to just declare over your your people just declare declare over each other declare over each other go ahead go ahead make a declaration over each other make a decree make a declaration make a declaration a prophetic declaration A prophetic declaration over each and every one of you.